How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith, and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusakori as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. One of the nature of Christ is love. There are two things on earth that is so practiced in heaven. The language in heaven is faith and the character is love. Because God called the things which be not as though they were. So God obeyed by faith. When Jesus cast the fig tree and the disciples say, Master, the fig tree you cast is with away. He said, have faith in God. It means that the literal translation says, have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith believes in what he said. In the book of Genesis, Genesis is the handiwork of God. Revelation and Ephesians talk about the predestiny or predictions of what is about to happen. Them that he predestined, he called. So God is an architect. The architect doesn't build, but he put the drawing on the paper for the builder to use the drawing to build. So God imagined how the world is going to be. And in Genesis, he started calling them. So you see two things there, and God said and God saw. And God said and God saw. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said, let the sea come, and the sea came. So in the faith operation, you must say it and believe that you will see it. Prophet Nanaseo Pukuksakodie is an end-time seasoned firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. Yesterday I started very strong. I've gotten a lot of reactions and emails and messages. At the message I preached yesterday, um, people's eyes are getting open. Um, the Lord spoke to me today, today and said that the major challenge that is going to face the church in this end time is the spirit of immorality the enemy has released. And the conclusion of the matter is that you cannot deal with a faulty foundation when you have not overcome that. Amen. So if God is going to help us to raise a new foundation and work in a generational blessing, then we have to give that place an attention. Hallelujah. It is not something that everybody, <laughs> uh, somebody pray a prayer that um, God should make sure that he doesn't get tempted. And God said, well, I'll answer your prayer, but the only way to answer is I have to send you to the cemetery. Because it's only when you die that you cannot be tempted. So the only way to answer the prayer is to kill you now. He said, Lord, I've changed my mind. It's okay. So uh, it's not, as long as you are on earth, this is the point. If the devil tempted Jesus, he would tempt everybody. This is the bottom line. If Jesus was not tempted, then you and I would not be tempted. But as far as Satan was able to walk to Jesus and tempt him, then everybody is going to be tempted. And so I started by talking strongly about uh, some of the things God showed me from Genesis chapter 12, you remember. Uh, I think we, we pick it from verse number 10 there about, if you check your notes, hallelujah. In the New Living Translation, I spoke about there was, um, at the time, a severe famine struck the land of Cana, forcing Abraham to go down to Egypt, where he lived as a foreigner. And I started speaking about the fact that he was approaching the border of Egypt 
Abraham said to his wife, Sarah, look, you are very beautiful. And interestingly, he knows that his wife is beautiful for some reason. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Let's kill him. Then we can have her. Amen. Well, it was a premeditated idea. Abraham just thought about it. There was no guarantee that that is going to happen. Because God has promised him that he's going to bless him. He's going to make him great and stuff like that. So, if actually standing on what God has said, there is no need to be afraid. Now, anytime you fear, it means that you have forgotten what God told you. I'm teaching the word of God. Amen. And so, there's no guarantee. All our problem is because we forget what God has said. And we refuse to stand in authority of God's word. When God said that, I will give my angels charge over you, he mean it. But it becomes your responsibility to believe it for God to act on it. Because God can never manifest what you don't believe. Faith is very crucial in our work with God. Hallelujah. So he came with it. So the, the demonstration of this thing is fear as a result of being afraid that they are going to kill him. She came out and, and, and created a demon that is not there. Anytime you start working in fear, you create a demon that is not there. And the demon that was not there is that he's afraid that they are going to kill him. Even though there was no guarantee about that, based on a beautiful woman that is there. You see, Anytime you are afraid of something that has not yet manifested, you are creating a demon that is not there. I will give you an example. Job said, the thing which I greatly fear has come upon me. It means that that thing was not going to happen until the devil picked it up. That is what Job is thinking. So because the devil saw that Job is thinking that way, then he has a legal right to manifest it. Amen. Because God has blessed you, God has protected you, God has given it to you. Never come to the place to ever think that the blessing God has given to you, you are going to lose it. Because if God is the one that gives it to you, he's committed to protect it to the end. It's the bottom line. Amen. Many people are blessed, but they are not enjoying the blessing because there's another voice telling them that one day you are going to lose the blessing. One day this is going to happen. One day you'll be fired from the office. One day you are going to lose your marriage. One day your husband will leave you. One day your wife will leave you. And only one day, one day, one day, so one day, the one day will come. Amen. So Apostle Paul said that this is the conclusion of the matter. When you wake up in the morning, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on those things. So what you are thinking will determine what happens to you sometimes. Think on pure things, think on lovely things, think on honest things, think of things of good report. And when you do that, that was what is going to manifest. Amen. Remember the Bible says you cannot be different from your thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So Abraham was thinking this way and it happened to him. Amen. Continuation of the story says, when the Egyptians see you, please tell them that you are my sister. Then they will spare my life and, and, and treat me well because of, because of their interest in you. Well, so the, the story continues and, then I, and, and sure enough when the Abraham arrived in Egypt everyone spoke of Sarah's beauty. <laughs> it means that there was no any beautiful woman in Egypt. Something about serving God that makes you beautiful. I don't even think the beauty they are talking about is a physical expression. I think there is a certain glory on that woman because at his age it is not a physical expression. There is no way you see a beautiful woman that is around 60 to 70 years and compare it to a young girl that is about 24. But the beauty is talking about is not just physically like 
she's beautiful, but I think there's a certain glory. So your beauty is not <laughs> impregnated in your makeup. The beauty is as a result of a certain glory God put on your life. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And sure enough, when Abraham arrived in Egypt, everyone spoke of Sarah's beauty. And the Bible said, when the place, when the palace official saw her, they sank her praises to Pharaoh, their king. And Sarah was taken into his palace. Hallelujah. Then Pharaoh gave Abraham many gifts because of her sheep, goat, cattle, male, and female donkeys, male and female servant and camels. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, but the Lord sent terrible plagues upon Pharaoh and his household because of Sarah. Everybody say terrible plagues. That is another thing. And the, the, thing I don't, the thing I don't like there is the Lord sent terrible plagues upon Pharaoh. God should have ended it there. And his household. So there is something you are going through because of somebody. This odd point I'm preaching. Not everything happened to us as a result of what we have done. And that is why if you don't deal with it, it continues. Because the greatest revelation, one of the greatest revelations I've seen in the Bible is that anything you don't deal with continue to operate. So if you don't stop the devil, he operates. We are made to stop him. That is why Jesus said, in my name you shall cast out. Jesus said, I will come and cast it out. You will cast it. So if you don't exercise your authority, then chaos and lawlessness abide. So the Bible said, and Pharaoh and his household because of Sarah. So we have to come to the point. I've preached this thing so many times. And I'm coming to the point. But this time dealing with the sin of sexual immorality. Stealing a wife. Has anybody in your background stole a wife? This is the question. Amen. Huh. How many people do I need for that? All my guests here come. All the girls and the boys here, come. Just uh, the girls, come. All oh, Christian girls, come. I'm going to make you uh, both man and woman. Come, all of you, come. Now watch this. I want to show you a picture. Come. This is you. Hmm? Can I get some guys? Some guys, young, young, young guys. Come. This is your man. This is. Okay. This one is your father's mother. This one is your father's mother. This one is your mother's mother. This one is your mother's father. Hmm? Have you noticed it? Amen. Okay. Then when you come here, eh, if you like, if you even like, eh, for just the demonstration of, so that I can get plenty of people, let me just use only your father's house. So this is your father's mother. This is you, your father, your mother. Now your father's Mother, your father's father, another boy, Biemukakra. Now, oh, this is your mother. It's your mother's mother, your mother's father. Come, your father's father, your father's mother. So you come here. Now, this is your grandmother, your grand, your grandmother's father. Your grandmother's mother. 
on your mother's side. Your grandfather's mother. Another boy. Hallelujah. Huh? Come, Joseph. Your grand... Come, come, come. Your grandfather's what? Father. Come. This is another one. This is just one line. Your grandfather's mother. Your grandfather's father. Your grandfather's father. Huh? So this is your grand, your grandfather's wife. No, wait. This is your father. This is your grandfather. Am I getting it right? No, 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 no. This is your father. This is your mother. So what I'm tracing here is mother's side. Now this is your father's side. So this is your grandfather. This is your grandmother. Now this is your great-grandmother. Great-grandfather. Hmm? There's another one. Great-grand what? No, you see... This one is your father. Your father has a mother and a, a father. Eh? So this is grandfather. And this is what? Huh? This one too is what? This one too is what? Now watch this. God said that I will curse the generation to the first, second to the fourth generation. It means that from you, if any of these are self-adults, idols, it affects you. This one I'm telling you about the African problem. It is in the book of Exodus. I don't want to go there. If any of this has stolen a wife or a husband, that's where the thing is. Now, unfortunately, most of you are, you only know this and that. And a little about this line. Most of us hear all this line going, we don't care. But the problem is actually from this line. You know a little bit about this picture. If you think this one is worse, eh, then this one is worse, worse. Are you getting the picture now? This is what I want you to understand. This is what we are tracing now. Amen? Any of this, I'll catch them, the generation of them that serve to the first and third to the fourth generation of them that hate me. So any of this that has done it. Now, the African problem is that as we go forward, we cut off the history. And it's like we don't care. Unfortunately, some of you that are born in Accra and stuff like that, they don't even take you to a hometown, so you don't even know where you come from. You don't know what is going on in your hometown, you don't know. So it's not making you pray certain prayers. Because as far as you are concerned, you are a Tema girl. You grew up in Tema. The sad thing is that the devil knows your history than you. So whatever you take it for granted, you are not dealing with. It does not mean the devil is taking it for granted. So the purpose of this preaching is that we are going to deal with the thing from the root. Now because we don't know who has caused it, that's why we are using the authority of God's word. That Lord, we trace this thing from Abrahamic line. Just in case it happened to Abraham and it's happened to me, then cut it by the blood. Sit down, guys. Are you getting it? So, but the Lord sent a terrible plague upon Pharaoh and his household. Then we came back to uh, Genesis chapter 20. Then we're talking. So the Bible says plagues, plagues. And in Genesis chapter 20, so yesterday I told you that <laughs> the 
The king had broken a certain spiritual law innocently. Everybody say innocently. But he still had to face the consequence. It, he was very innocent. This is a serious thing about the sexual thing we are playing with in our generation. Perverted sexual things in the I'm telling you, there is no generation in the church that people are having sex than this generation. Illegitimacy. It's just there. In fact, to the extent that sometimes eh, they even want to force pastors to accept it. That is why most times when you are preaching, as if you are coming from Jupiter. Because some of you go to churches that it is not preached at all. It's not preached at all. Nobody talks about it. The pastor cannot talk about it because he himself is a victim. Today, somebody sent me a very interesting email. He said that, um, I want you to, I, I wish I can pick the mail. I remember the person's name. God bless you mightily. Thank you very much for the wonderful, insightful and revelation message. You are transforming lives indeed, of which mine is one. Um, if COVID-19 came with any blessing for me, it is you. That God make me discover you. It's really an honor, blah, blah, blah. Following the session on foundations and yesterday's way, I have a lingering thought I would like to seek understanding, if it is okay with you. I wish to ask, I wish to ask, as we are talking about families, the church is another form of a family with a man of God and a wife as parents, spiritually. Uh -huh. Okay, he's taking it to another dimension. In a scenario where the man of God's wife lies to secretly consult mediums and sorceries and sometimes malams who read palm. Is there an impact on the children spiritually? And what is the extent of this affecting them directly or indirectly? As innocency is not an excuse, as we said. What will be the way out of this? Of course, telling the husband is not an option. So what they are trying to say is that as you are in this church, a mommy is sitting here, uh, and it's in the church. The woman is trying to ask that does such a thing affect the spiritual children? Now, this is a sad thing about this woman. It means that probably this lady knows about the story. That he's very close to the house of mommy. The pastor doesn't know, but the wife comes. So the lady is still in the church. He's asking me a question. It's a question you ask. It's a question you ask. And unfortunately, many of us are in this generation like that. There are many who go to churches and they know that they are not going to heaven, but they are still there. Now, to me, if I can play games with everything, not my soul. If I can play games with everything about my life, to my understanding, not my soul. Not my soul. Jesus said, if you get the whole world and lose your soul, where are you going? So I cannot put my soul. Listen, the day you come here and you realize that I am trying to do something, consultation and uh, do some caricature things, you don't leave your soul in such a man's hand. The Bible, the Apostle Paul said that we are going to make an account on your soul. So the one taking you to Malam, on what account is he going to make? Now the second question is that, does God need a Malam to demonstrate his power? 
Now let me show you why they do it. If people are not ready to pay price like what you are paying in fasting and prayer to get closer to God, then they choose a shorter means. And the shorter means is what they do things like that. I'm telling you, it's not just this us of mommy. There are pastors mixing the ministry with occultism. Not everybody preaching knows Christ. Not everybody preaching knows Jesus Christ. Not everybody preaching. That is why some of them, no matter what it is, they can kill even their wives. No. If you catch a woman committing adultery, the best you can do is to leave her. Let her go and continue adultery. But you don't kill somebody for that. But when you consult demons, they move you to do the unthinkable. That you ask, I did affect the church. It does not affect the church. It affects your soul. It affects everything about you. And that pastor is in trouble. It means that that pastor has married a witch. Simple. The demonstration of that woman consulting medium is a demonstration of witchcraft. That's a simply demon. And that pastor is so blind, he cannot pick it. She can't pick it. And you are asking whether it affects the church. <laughs> people take people to bedroom without touching them. And they are, they are, they are, they are they, God has descended plagues. What about those that are touching them? Yes, and I say, Abimelech and this guy, they never touched the woman. They didn't touch her. Genesis chapter 20. From verse number one. Let's read that one and I'll continue from there. Hallelujah. You cannot knock a foundation down playing games with your waist. No, it cannot. Hallelujah. Hey, you cannot do that. I'm telling you. <laughs> Abraham moved south to the Negev and lived a while between Kadesh and Shaw. And then he moved on to Giria while living there as a foreigner. The Bible said, Abraham introduced his wife Sarah by saying she is my sister. So this is the second time she's doing this. She did that in Egypt and now he's doing it in Abimelech's land. So he has done it twice. Twice. Now because the thing was not broken, Isaac repeated it. Isaac also said that my wife is my sister. And he did it to Abimelech the same thing. So Abimelech died and gone. This Abimelech died. The next Abimelech that came, it happened to Isaac. So if you don't stop it, it continues. It's, that's not, I, I will come there and show you. Isaac repeated this. Bam. Amen. In Isaac's case, God didn't intervene. After he said that, his wife said, they saw him kissing the woman in the window. And they went to say, hey, I go to win. You didn't need the sister. No, no. Who kissing his sister? And then they, the Bible said he was careless in her. That's a word they used. And then they went to tell him. I mean, say, why are you trying to do these things like this? Now listen to this one. Abraham introduced his wife Sarah by saying, she's my sister. So King Abimelech of Gilead sent for Sarah and had her brought to him at his palace. This is what I'm saying that. Hmm. Even if a woman removes his ring and says he doesn't have a husband, for instance, for instance, if a woman is separated from the husband and they have not gone through legal process of divorce and you touch her, you are in trouble. You see, the stupid thing, a lot of them has removed their ring and throw it away. And they are walking around because the man does not mind them. And they think that they can do everything. So they are walking around having sex. So some people have had sex with the wrong people. The covenant is not a ring. If I remove this ring and I don't wear it, it does not mean I'm not married. This one is not in the Bible. This one is not in the Bible. This one is not in the Bible. When you say, I do, it goes to sit in heaven. 
So removing a ring does not mean you are not. God is so interested in your ring. Once you stand and make a vow, not every culture wear ring. Some of them, they put clothes in their head. Some of them, they are different things that identify that they are married. So the covenant is more than wearing a ring. So when you remove your ring, it does not mean the covenant is cut off. It's ignorance, it's deception, it's stupidity, it's spiritually ignoramus. So when I take my ring and throw it, it does not mean that my marriage is cut off. I only wear this thing when I'm, I'm coming out. Huh? I, have some, I have some mentors and some of them, they don't even wear ring. They've married for over 50 years. They don't wear it. They don't wear ring. No. They live very solid, pure, holy life. Because your holiness is not based on your ring. When I'm at home, mommy will tell you I don't wear a ring. Amen. It's when I'm coming out. This ring, once I go home, I remove it, I put it down. Because me, I'm a person, I say free. I ring, ring, I don't like things like that. Hallelujah. So I don't I don't work. Now the fact that I remove the ring does not mean I am not married. Because God is not interested in a ring. The moment you stand at the altar and make the vow in front of God's altar, the altar is a place of a meeting place of humanity and divinity. So once you are joining, that is why the Bible says a threefold cord. The cord is the man, the second cord is the woman, the third cord is Christ. So Christ is come. So once you stand there, and the attitude was sorrow. So once you establish the covenant, whether you wear a ring or not, you are married. And so, you don't just separate and then a man starts sleeping with you and you think that because I've not seen my husband for five years, I can do whatever I want to do. No! You must go through the due process. When Adam committing a tracing in a garden, God went through the due process to take the key back. If God himself believes in a due process, then you don't have a choice. Let me tell you something interesting I saw about even divorce. The unbelieving, unrighteous, not knowing the Bible, even the court, does not easily permit divorce for you. They don't easily grant it. Sometimes the reason why the, the judges delay the divorce is that they anticipate that you might change your mind. They don't. So that they will do cobra, 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 cobra. Because them themselves, some of them are not Christians, but they don't believe in it. Most of the divorce in the church is not anger, it's not something somebody done. We are dealing with the foundation. We are dealing with the wrong foundation. We are dealing with something we didn't check out. Sometimes, anytime you are going through an attack, check it. Whether it's an attack or it's a seed you are reaping for what you did. It might be two things. It's not every time they beat Apostle Paul that is an attack. It's a reaping point. See, witness for them to stone Stephen, they stone him too. The only difference is that God didn't permit him to die. So, Paul, so, Oh, Jesus Christ. It might not necessarily be that it's a demonic attack. It's something we are reaping. That is why he said, I told you that be very careful. This is where all the things, eh, when I start preaching about the solution, I'll show you that. All the things I'm talking about, all of them, even Abimelech, eh, he, his situation changed by prayer. It changed by prayer. So there's something about prayer that can change the thing. Because you, if you are not prayerful, you cannot be graceful. So grace is locked up in prayer. The more prayer you are, the more prayerful you are, the more graceful you become. So when grace comes, grace has power to wipe a mistake and just take it away from there. 
The problem is that you want your situation to change, but you don't want to pray. The spiritual laziness is the reason for our suffering. That's what it is. Just not walking in knowledge and much revelation. I wish I knew this thing 20 years ago. I didn't know it, but just a normal way of praying. We saw that some way, somehow, it delivers us from something. Just praying. Just praying. Now that knowledge has come and revelation has come, it reinforces the point and makes it very strong. Nothing just happens. Watch this. Abraham introduced his wife Sarah by saying, She's my sister. So King Abimelech of Gilead sent for Sarah and had them brought to him at his palace. Now, a lot of things. A lot of things are there. Abraham comes from an idol worship background. Nobody knows whether she really loved the lady she married because it's his half-sister. There's a lot of expansions about this one. Sometimes the Bible can write something in one sentence by helping for 10 years. So, what is it? Why did you say it's your sister? No. If I'm going to a place that I have to tell my wife is a sister, then it better I shouldn't go there at all. Let me go where I can still maintain you as a wife. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So, why did you send it that? Does it mean Abraham has challenged? Does it mean there was a problem going on in the house? Does it mean that now... What was Abraham's reaction? Abimelech took the woman and went to stay with her in the palace. Taking her through the process of waiting for one day to go through the process for her to become her wife. And the Bible said that. Mm. But the night, but that night, but that night, that night. So the same night he took the woman, that night God visited. That night. But that night God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, you are a dead man. You are a dead man. Now the point is that when did Abimelech become a dead man? The day he took somebody's wife. When did the spirit of death, or uh, the spirit of death, when I say death, not that physical death, the spirit that kills money is a spirit of death. The spirit that kills prosperity is a spirit of death. The spirit that kills glory. When did that spirit descend in your family? The delays, the affliction, working hard and have nothing to show. It is the day that somebody was. Do you remember the demonstration I showed to you that everybody, now her mother, Jade of 29, his father, Terra Mother, uh, had a child at Jade of 70. What went wrong? They served other gods. And Joshua said it. Joshua said it that. So God revealed it to Joshua to say that your father, Terra, who served other gods. The moment the other gods worship started, all the struggles started. So the day Abimelech to Sarah, death sentence started. So Abimelech was walking around, but as far as God is concerned, you are waiting to breathe your last breath. Watch this. Badana, God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, you are a dead man. For that woman you have taken is already married. She's already married. That woman you are taking is already Remember the point I'm making. In his innocence, in his innocence, it's very debatable. You can go and accuse God and say that, Lord, but what do you, how do you want to judge Abimelech? Abimelech didn't do anything. I say in the realms of the spirit, ignorance is not an excuse. The fact that you didn't know that so many you are free. So if you sit there and say that, after all, my grandfather said I does me, I didn't say I does, and you sing the ay, 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 It's not an excuse. You are responsible to say, I don't want to have anything to do with this thing. That is why I don't like all these celebrations they do. Eh? All this accuracy die, all these things, because I dear my free, you know, I don't want to go and put my head inside. I don't want to eat people. No. If I want to eat people, I don't want to eat it at their ceremonial time. Yes, I don't want to eat it. No, 
want to be part of those things. No. When you show your consent, you become part. Bottom line. No. Apostle Paul said the thing that they dedicate to yourself, they dedicate to adults. He said it's for demons. That's what Paul said. Are you with me? But then Abimelech in a dream told him you are a dead man. For the woman, for the for the woman you have taken is, is already married. Married to who? That's the question. Watch this. Huh? But Abimelech had not slept with her yet. Not slept with her yet. But me and you are when we slept yet. This is what we have to deal with. This one, the plague has come because he has not slept with her yet. What about the one we have slept already? We cannot sweep it under the carpet. Never. Sex is not free. If you don't control your lust, you will not last. This is the bottom line. We must master the thing. We got to master it. If you don't control your lust, you will never last. Me and you, we have to master it. That is why the gift of the spirit is called self-control. Now, there, there is something about our generation. People preaching extreme grace. You look at all the pastors that are talking about grace, grace. Most of them are question marks. I've seen some pastors following them, young pastors. Hey, grace, grace. If you check their spiritual record, Jesus Christ. Jesus, they've committed some fornication adultery somewhere. Because the grace in it, it is, it is free, but it's not cheap. Hear me. When you wear a condom, it will prevent... Physical sexual transmitted disease, but it cannot prevent spiritual sexual transmitted disease. And sex is more of a oh Jesus, they don't want me to teach this one. So wearing a condom does not mean you are free, and the spiritual impact is greater than the physical. Hear me? You cannot knock a foundation messing around. Get one woman as a wife. When your last appeared, bounce it on her. I direct my last towards one person. Period. Where have you channeled your last? Where is your last channel? This is the point. Now look at this one. And I'm telling you, do you know why I said that? Wear condom. And say that I'm suffering uh, sexual transmission disease or whatever. Uh, unwanted pregnancy. What about the spiritual one? In the book of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 28, down, eh? if you read from New Living Translation, Apostle Paul says something about sex and Paul said that, in the same way, husband ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually loves himself. So when we commit adultery, we hurt ourselves. This is the law. God said, when I have a wife and I love the wife, it's not just I'm doing the wife a favor. I love myself. So the commitment of loving my wife and staying with her and not get attracted brings me some protection. So if you not take a blade and cut yourself, if you not take a knife and cut yourself, then don't sleep with another woman. Don't sleep with another man who is not your legal husband. Because Paul said that, if you love your wife, you love yourself. But that's not what I'm looking for. Verse number 29 said that no one hates his own body, but feed and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. 
Now look at this one. Oh, Jesus. Ah, 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 ah. Come back to King James. No man ever hates himself. Go. Go to verse number 30. Amen. Huh? For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Verse number 31. Watch this. For this cause, for this cause, shall a man leave his father and mother. It means that no man should marry and take his wife and live in a family house. You will fight battles. Don't ever marry. If it's the woman's house, it is better. But you, the man's house, every marriage that starts living in the man's family house, it never works. It comes direct contrary to the scripture. It's, an it's better you live in an uncompleted building than living with your father and your mother's house in marriage. Because the Bible says a man a man, a man, a man, a man, a man, leave his father and mother. Leave his father. He didn't say stay with them with your wife. Leave. I'm not the one who wrote the scripture. Leave. Check every marriage that are living with their in-laws. It's this chaos. It's a sign of an irresponsible man. I don't care how you get angry. I am telling you, if you're angry, get angry with the word of God. A man will leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife and the two shall be made, the two shall be made what? One flesh. One flesh. The reason why they cannot become one flesh is that the guy has not left. What is another one for the one flesh? It means that when you naked a woman and start having sex with the woman, the Bible said that you have become one flesh. This is another thing. Look at what Paul said in the next verse. He said that thing called one flesh is a great mystery. So, it is not condom that prevents demons. How a woman and a man come together. Something happened in the spirit that Paul couldn't decode it. We are living by mercy. It is the grace and the mercy of God. Particularly those of you after you become born again and you are still doing it. Because you are tongue-talking, born-again Christian, still working. Some of you, you, you didn't commit your fornication outside church. You were a Christian. You were in a group in a church. You are tongue-talking and you were still chasing people's husbands. Paul said, what is my this in, in judging those who are outside the church? I, didn't, I was not called for them. But I have authority to judge those of you who are in the church. One day somebody slept with his father's wife. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul said that I have handled his body to the devil so that his soul can be saved. Jesus Christ, apostolic punishment. You are walking around. That simple means that you are going to go through torment. Because for Paul to hand you over to Satan, it means that legally he has given you to the devil. And it happened because of sex. What to make Reuben became few? He slept with his father's wife. No sex is free. No sex is free. No. The consequence that goes with it, you need to be prayerful to come out of it. You must rise about the situation. Paul said, the truth shall be one flesh. It's a mystery. When you open a woman and have sex with her, that five minutes thing in the spirit is a big, it's a big institution. 
That thing. That is why I say condoms don't prevent spiritual sexual transmission. It doesn't work. Don't play games with it. I'm telling you, it's better for them to laugh at you for being single than laughing at you for being in a wrong marriage. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. Is somebody hearing me? Sex. Abimelech has not touched her yet. She's just taken to the room. I'm telling you, go say you are dead. Dead. What about we that are touching? People are in the offices. Women are slept with their boss just to keep their job. You think God has forgotten? No. Sex is a mystery. It's not something we play games with. It is the greatest attack of this body of Christ generation now. The, 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 the infertility in the church now, it cannot be explained. Sexual perversion, it cannot be explained. I'm telling you. It's becoming like, it's a normal thing. Look at God's standard. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 24. Look at what the writer said about sex in there. Give me the New Living Translation. Watch me. It will keep you from an immoral woman. Let me start from verse number 24 and see. Huh? Huh? Verse number 22. Give it to me. I don't know where you start from. Huh? When you walk, their counsel, their counsel will lead you when you sleep. The, verse number 23. For their command is a lamp. Huh? For their command is a lamp and their instruction a light. Their corrective discipline is a way. He's talking about the word of God. Then you come back to verse number 24. It will keep you from the immoral woman. So what will keep you from the immoral man, immoral woman? is a word. There are women walking around. The Bible calls them immoral women. There are men walking around. The Bible calls them immoral men. They carry a spirit. It's not everybody walking you see is a human being. There are people you sleep with them. Your life will never be the same again. For bad or for worse. Not for good. No. There are some people you enter them. If grace is not backing you with a lot of prayer and fasting, I'm telling you, if you don't take it, you will never. When David finished sleeping with Bathsheba, he never accomplished any great thing again till he died. It will keep you from the immoral woman, from the smooth tongue of a promiscuous woman. Go to the next verse. Watch this. Don't last for her beauty. Don't last for her beauty. It's not every woman you see you last after her. Don't let her coy glance seduce you. Don't let her coy glance, the way they look at you and watch you in a certain way. Some guests in the church, how are you doing? Seduction. The way they talk. If you are hugging them, the way they press you. Oh, again, no, I said that press you. And the what tally baby, I find I do to me now. Seduction is in the church. I mean, strange people keep on reading. If they can't fit you, wait for a prostitute will bring you to poverty. Hey, but sleeping with another man's wife will cost you your life. This is it. Taking another man's wife and sleeping with her. The next verse will shock you. Look at the next one. He said that, can a man scoop a flame into his lap and, and not 
have his clothes catch on fire is a question. What is the next one? Can he walk on hot quails and not blister his feet? Another question. So it is with the man who sleeps with another man's wife. He who embraces her will not go unpunished. What is the consequence of this one? What is it? Excuses might be found for a thief to steal because he is starving. But if he's caught. So, there are women when you sleep with them, seven times punishment is waiting for you. Seven times. Come back to verse 26. Huh? For a prostitute will bring you to poverty. So those who go to the prostitute, all they do is that they will be poor. But the Bible said, but sleeping with another man's wife. So there are people walking around, they think they are living, they are dead. Proverbs chapter 7, give me verse number 6. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Proverbs chapter 7. Why I was at the window of my house looking through a curtain. When you are in the house, close your window. What it is? What happened? Eh? I saw some naive young men. So the old man was watching eh? See, The old man was standing at the top of his building. A, a, an experienced old man who has passed through life. And he said he saw a naive guy in Porter City. The guy is coming to church, but the guy is naive. A naive young man and one in particular who lack common sense. They are all over the church. They are all over. They, they don't lack common sense. He was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman. It has appeared. Strolling down the path by her house. Crossing the street. And there was an immoral woman. Look at the stupidity of this guy. It was a twin light in the evening as deep darks fell. So I said, and what happened? The woman approached him seductively dressed and sly of heart. Seductively dressed. You stayed there for some time. Sedu- Is there any generation that people dress seductively than this one? In church. We are doing deliverance with people without underwears. It's in a mad dress here. Almost said panties here. Almost said be black, be underwear now. Why? Today they don't wear it again. Seductively. So, Obonsamu Roma, they want to advertise. We have them seductively. It is no easy to do ministry in our generation. Don't ever deceive yourself. Pastors are suffering, especially those who won't fast and pray. Those who are sitting there speaking slants. And today, I want to bring you the word of the Lord. And God just gave me a word. And God said, I got to speak to you. Where we see, see, I would I said, God, God, when have you fasted and prayed? Look at your waist talking about God. Have you fast? You are watching me. You better engage in fasting. We are not mad, though. We are not mad fasting for 100 days. So you don't know how to fast since to sex. You have never done three days dry fasting as a pastor. You have never done seven days dry. You are just speaking in tongues. Hey, there is power in prayer, there is absolute power in fasting. If you are a fasting candidate, you will walk in power. And the way you won't fast, how will you teach the church to fast? How will you teach the church to pray? You tell the church to fast and you are eating. No wonder you are, you are infringing on occultism and doing things. Look at it. 
The woman approached him, seductively dressed and sly of heart. Look at it. Let's go. Off. Let's go forward. She was. She was the brass, rebellious type, never content to stay at home. Call her bunny. Never content to stay at a chinche chinche. And the way to a man's house is his mouth. I'm you fasting. A journey where do you find? He said, "Tochi, whilst we are fasting, you are not part of the fasting." Now, because China quarters are nigger, you are twenty-three nigunechi. Now, in a single bedroom, Valanda went him. What could he? I want money to the beef. Now we are now men. Now, Kwadam Panuswa. What happens after that? Uba kwa prajisa. Here two sorrow. Now here two tena. Now we nambaru to. Now we never. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we rehearse. Yeah, 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 yeah. No matter how your voice is like alcohol, if you don't have oil, it's entertainment. Yeah. I miss. Amen. How terrible to the soloist in the church. A jamming. So by the time they sing, they've taken you out of the radar. A chorister can sing. By the time you finish, your anointing has dropped. The John the Baptist that was a forerunner was anointed. So he prepared the way for Christ. Yes, so choristers are John the Baptist of preaching. And if a fornicator prepares the way, mm. what happens to the preaching? Mm. You can't even think about it. You can't. Covenant came to show the wickedness of this generation church. People can walk by faith. People can stand in holiness. All those who are afraid to come to church, they are afraid because they are not living right. If you don't live right, you'll be afraid. There is a skeleton in your wardrobe. You better go and sweep it out. What see me from there? No. The father, your wife has no sin. That's not me. God has no sin. If you don't repent and come in aggressive, what I call, I call it madness prayer, insanity prayer, and pray those prayers. The consequence is coming. No sex is free. So she, so she was brass, rebellious, type, never content to stay at home. Look at what happened to him. She is often in the street and market, soliciting at every corner. This is a legal term. She threw her arms around him. She threw her arms around him. Now he just stopped him at the street, oh. She met the guy. The guy was passing. And see, the woman threw his arm around him and kissed him. She has never met her before. He has never seen her before. This woman. And the guy thought it was a scholarship. Kiss him. And with a brazen look, she said, a brazen look. And maybe you are the real She said, no, 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 my voice. Daddy, how are you doing? Seduction. They romantically speak. When they talk to you, they work something inside you. 
I was listening to your message. It just moved me study. Your voice is like a voice of an angel. I love you so much. Oh, Mumpai, where were we? You are in a A trap, and I don't know. They have a certain voice on the phone. Hello. I'm so happy to talk to you. You've made my day. I'm waiting for the next time of conversation. Bye bye. Bye. Good night. A Jamaine. Are you a secretary to talk like that? She threw her arms around him and kissed him. And with a bracing look, she said, Look at it. Look at what he said. I have just made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows. Where you are the one I was looking for. I came out to find you, and here you are. Braggadocia, and I know a dead. I know Fabo. And remember, the boy is a stupid, innocent guy. Remember the boy's qualification. Jesus Christ. The omnium, I saw them. Omnium, they are just saying, you could see them aimlessly. They don't pray. When we are praying, they are talking here. When we are fasting, they are there. They are just walking around. They don't have any aim. And they got trapped. Look at it. You are the one I was looking for. I came out to find you. And here you are. Jason, we are talking. My bed is spread with beautiful blankets, with colored sheets of Egyptian linen. Description. These are all in the Bible. My I have perfumed my bed. This one, I'm sure he bought it from Victoria's Secret. Very sexy, highly sexy. These are the demonic perfumes. I have perfumed my bed with my alloys and cinnamon. Hey, come, let us drink our fill now. Come, let us drink our fill of love until the morning. Let's enjoy each other's carelessness. My husband is not at home. This is it. This is it. Bottom line. If you didn't say, hey, you were suspect. My husband is not at home. So with all his character, he has a husband. Look at all. He is away on a long trip. One guy sent me a message from UK. He said, I cried the whole night. I have asked God to forgive me from the numerous women I have slept with in Ghana and UK. Even whilst I'm a Christian. He said, yesterday after you preach, I feel vibration. But thank God, by the breaking of this, some burden has been lifted from me. May a burden be lifted. Well, there is something about deliverance. If you become sincere, God will bring you up. All your attitude towards your husband and your wife is a certain spirit. I've seen women walk to me. I don't have any feeling for my husband again. It's a spirit. It pushing on. A spirit. Amen. My husband is not at home. He's gone. He's away on a long trip. And this is why the Bible said the guy is stupid and innocent. And he is ignorant because you see, the moment you hear husband, you should have run away. That word alone put you in a trap. He's gone on a long trip. So that means that a lot of women, when their husband gone on a long trip, they are there. 
When their wives travel, they are there. If you see what God sees, you will not live for one second. I didn't understand the scripture. The Bible says the heart of men is desperately wicked. A pastor won a lottery. True story. And because of people's apa, they say go and do DNA tests. When he presents to US American Embassy, two of the children are not his children. Wickedness. Wickedness. The thing is that once you see a woman without a witchcraft spirit, when he commits adultery, he doesn't want to stay with his husband again. He might not tell the husband I commit adultery, but somewhere, somewhere, you run away from the marriage with his own excuse because he doesn't want to commit it. But the ones, I, some, somebody has three children, all the children is not the father of the man. Are you sure it's your father that named you? That one we'll talk about it tomorrow. Spiritual things are there. Go show me something. I don't preach these things for nothing. Hallelujah. We cannot knock a foundation down without this. Look at all these people out there. They are in the church. My husband is not at home. He is away on a long trip. He has taken a wallet full of money with him and won't return until later this month. So she seduced him with her pretty speech and ties him with her fratelli. And what happened? What happened? She followed her at once. You see, Huh? Like an ox going to the slaughter. It means that the moment he started, the guy is in the slaughter room. He's direct to abattoir. Straight. She was like a stage caught in a trap. Hmm? I waiting an arrow that will pierce his heart. She was like a bird flying into a snare. Little knowing it will cost him his life. Come back to verse number 21. Come back there. So she seduced him. Give me the King James version. Let me show you something. King James. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. Hmm. She go after her straight away as an us go to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. Till a dart strike through his liver, as a bird hasted to the snare, and knowing not that it was for his life. See, hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to my words of the words of my mouth. See, let not thy heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her path. What will happen if you do that? For she has cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men has been slain by her. And the Bible said, her house is the way to her. Going down to the chambers of death. Come back to verse 21. New Living Translation. I want us to pray. Today, if there is a need for you to lie down flat before God, do it. Don't sweep anything under the carpet. There are things in my life I dealt with it in a long fasting. My past life, I say, Lord, these things, I dealt with it. God can forgive you, but it doesn't cancel consequence. What I'm dealing with is the consequence. She, so she seduced him with her. It's, it's a vice versa. It's vice versa. 
This one is a woman to a man. There can be a man to a woman. The majority we are facing is a man to a woman. The Bible just put it there. How many men have seduced women? Young girls. Young girls. Young girls struggle. One girl told me, he said, the man that broke my virginity is an, is, is, is an allergy or something. He said, I have never been the same after that. The things the girl listed to me happening to her. I knew that he didn't sleep with the woman. He slept with the devil's assistant. Swelling abdomen. Uh, excessive bleeding. So, I mean, he, he, he listed. He said, I have gone everywhere until I listen to you preach about the breakers anointing. And God in his mercy used that mercy to deliver her from that bondage. No sex is free. The way you are playing games, walking around, when you check, crew, 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 no sex is free. Woman, don't take what you did and cover it is covered. There is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed. Nothing. Look at it. She seduced him with a pretty speech and enticed him with a flattery. Look at it. And the Bible said, Jesus, he followed her at once, like an us going to the slaughter. So there are women you follow them, there are men you follow them, you are to the slaughterhouse. Slate. So there are certain sexual acts, it is leading you to the slaughterhouse. She was like a stage caught in a trap. A star caught in a trap, awaiting her arrow that to pierce his heart. She was like a bird flying into a snare. Huh? Little knowing it will cost him his life. So there are certain sexual acts it causes you your life. Go to Abimelech, you are a dead man. He said, You are a dead man. And Abimelech has not done it all. God said, You are a dead man. Because God has already judged Abimelech. You are one step to it, so you are dead. That's awful. It's not every woman you enter. Hey. I say, if you don't control your last, you won't last. Don't forget that statement for the rest of your life. Sure. There are people you sleep with them. All the cares they carry enter you. We have prayers to pray. Only sex transfer things from people and put it to another person. Hmm. Next verse. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. If you are here, you have followed somebody's husband. Whether you came to know it later, unaware or aware, today, let the altar be your place of meeting. Come to God and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Come to God. If you have changed somebody's husband, some people in the church, they've broken a matrimonial home. After the man starts chasing them, he never loves his wife again. Walking around, they think they're getting away with it. They fail examination. They have got an analytical problem. Look at the sexual problems we are facing in our generation. Sexual transmitted disease. Syphilis, gonorrhea, this one, HIV, all kinds of things. All these are from the pit of hell. And it shows you, it shows where one African country, it is estimated statistically, if nothing has happened, the whole country will be wiped by HIV. HIV. Sex everywhere, everywhere on the motorway, sex in offices, sex. People's car, I mean, people's cars, people's cars, people's cars. People close from work, give people lift, all kinds of crazy things. They will park in the car and talk and talk. By the time they finish, they have sex in the car. Cars are crashing on the way. People don't understand. Most of the cars working is under a case. People say, we shouldn't talk about it. We should just come and pray. No weapon form against you shall prosper. Brass it under the sea. So we are praying. How many people are speaking in tongues but suffering? 
How many people are speaking in tongues? It's as if people are questioning, where is their God? There's nothing wrong with our God. There is something wrong with our character. Rebellious generation sitting in the church. If you want to pray for them, they come out of things. They want to show as if it is by their strength. I'm telling you, there are some people in this church, if I didn't start by the enemy has eliminated them. I saw the grief and I stood in. People cannot zip their trousers. As a wife, but looking around, just want to marry and have sex. Anything available. Jesus Christ. Look at it. So listen to me, my son, and pay attention to my words. This is what the Hebrew writer. Don't, now, interestingly, the one writing this story is Solomon. So you can imagine. So if such a person is giving you advice, you can imagine what he has been through. Don't let your heart stray away toward her. Don't wander down a wayward path. Wayward path. For she has been the run of many. It means she has run many lives. Many men have been her victims. Victims. Many women have been a victim. Many men have been a victim. It means that not all the women you see in church are natural. Not all the women you see in church are normal. Some of them carry witchcrafts. They are hunters of lives. Not all the men you see are normal men. They can sit in church. It does not mean. And the children of God present themselves and Satan was also there. So Satan can come to church. For she has been the run of many, many men. Many men have been her victims. Oh, Jesus Christ. Her house is the road to the grief. Her house. So there are women, you enter their home, you sleep with them, you have dig your grief. If you don't pray, you must pray and come out. Her bedroom is the den of death. Can you imagine? A bedroom is a den of death. I went to Amsterdam many years ago. They said they were taking you for a tour. They called some place Red Light District. Huge with prostitutes. I'm telling you. That day, I came home. I said, no. I was getting there. The demonic spirit was so strong. I told them, I said, no, I can't go. My spirit was so I said, no. Just from afar, he said, No, we wanted to pass it there. You see, he said, When you see the curtain cover, it means that and police were protecting them because they say they give a lot to pay a lot of tax to the government. Jesus Christ! So, some countries are under a curse. No wonder you should be thanking God if there is one prostitute in your house, pray. I saw that God doesn't play games with sexual perversion. The first destruction of the world, nowhere start. It was sexual perversion. Second destruction, where instead of God raining water, it rained fire, Sodom and Gomorrah, it was sexual perversion. The third one, it will still be that. God has no change. God has no change. Jesus said it, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. And he said, remember lost wife. So first one, sexual perversion. Second one, sexual perversion. Third one, it will not change. And we are close. We are in the very end of the end time. And the Satan is the church. Sex. Promiscuity. If it's not lesbianism, it's homosexuality. Men are entering men's anus. Wearing diapers. Some people came to church to come and receive salvation. Their pastors have polluted them. Where you came and ran in for your soul, the man leading your soul to heaven has not polluted your soul. Wow. 
Experience is not always the, the uh, 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 experience is the best teacher. It can be a bad undertaker. But someone use experience. It can be a bad undertaker. Watch this. Her house is a road to the grave. Is it not fearful that you enter a woman's house? It's a road to the grave, and her bedroom is the den of death. Into your baby, I will send it to my baby. I will send it to my what to what to Ramana. Don't let us play games with this thing. I'm telling you, don't let us play games with this thing. The woman walking around with chin 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 mama, and then your eyes working cru 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 cru. Hey, if you don't control your last, you will not last. Her house is the road to the grave. Go. Let me go there. I'm going to a point. Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. I love this one. Ah, On the hilltop along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroad. Ah, By the gate at the entrance of the town, on the road leading in, she cries aloud. Hmm. All these are the dresses they wear. I I. I call you to all of you. I raise my voice to all people. This is what I'm doing now. You simple people, use, use good judgment. You foolish people, show some understanding. The Bible is getting strong. Listen to me, for I have, impo- I have important things to tell you. Everything I say is right. For I speak the truth and detest every kind of deception. It's exactly what I'm doing now. A bedroom is a road to the grave. Let me end with this. <laughs> Let me end. If you are still online, then you really love God. <laughs> That's what those say. They can't run away, but you are online. You can go out. Amen. Hallelujah. Hmm. Grave consequence. 2 Samuel chapter 11 verse 23. Let me end with this. All the way to 27. Hmm. What? Judah slept with his daughter-in-law. Eh? I'll come there in a second. 2 Samuel. The enemy came out against us in an open field. Now before then. <laughs> let me. 2 Samuel chapter what? Chapter 11. Eh? Let's read it from verse number one first. Yeah, every verse one. In the spring of the year, when kings normally go out to war, David sent Joab, the, the, the Israelite army, to fight the Ammonite. They destroyed the Ammonite army and laid siege to the city of Rabbah. In the spring of the year, when kings normally, look at the King James who put it in a way that I like. Then I'll come back to New Living Trust. It came to pass after this after after the year was expired, at the time when kings go go forth to battle, that David sent Joab. So he was not supposed to be at home. That time money has come, prosperity has come. It is the time kings go for battle. There is a specific time God God expects the kings to be at the battlefield. David stay at home. Come back to New Living Translation. Now watch this. You stay there and let me go. Uh Stay stay at the King James. And David got out of bed late one afternoon. Huh? <laughs> Which one would be nicer? Let's go to the New Living Translation. It will come up. Late one afternoon, after his midday rest, David got out of bed and was walking on top of the, of the palace. 
on top of the roof of the palace, concrete roof. As she looked out over the city, she noticed a woman of unusual beauty taking her bath. Every day. Look at a lady by her side. Say, Look at a woman by her side. Say, they will take many to her. I'm not talking about this one, so they are out there. When you make a sir, men for when you show when you one or two baby womb. But majority of this, they are sanctified. The one that they have sent by the devil, they are there. They are in the offices. They are in the marketplace. Some of them work with them in the office, they know. This girl sitting here, sanctified, speaking in tongues, fasting for 100 days. They work with some women in the office. They themselves as a woman, they fear them. Is it a man that you are going to play? They will tell you how to go there again. Later, after the Bible said he was an unusual beauty, taking her bath. He sent someone to find out who she was. And she was told she was Bathsheba, a daughter of Eli. And the wife of Uriah, the Hittite. Ha! Then David sent messengers to get her. And when she came to the palace, she slept with her. And David sent messengers to get her. And when she came to her palace, she slept with her. She had just completed the purification rite. And having her menstrual period. So she was in ovulation. Then she returned home. Tear. Hmm. Later, when Bathsheba discovered that she was pregnant, she sent David a message saying, I am pregnant. Nikujina battlefield, a defending the nation. Now, on him, I am fighting for his kingdom. Also, for any prayer, was murder. Remember how later? Later, when Bathsheba discovered, he said, I'm pregnant. Oh, this is what he said. Every sexual sin, next sin will be murder. Sexual perversion is very close to sharing blood. Because you call it unwanted pregnancy, you committed abortion. Then David sent a word to Joab, say, Send me Uriah the Hittite. So Joab sent him to David. So after she became pregnant, then he called for his husband. You see the three. That is why I say that. Who really named you? Now the demonic plan is that a soldier that has been away for almost a year, all the married women here cannot testify on attestation that if your husband travel and come back the first day, does he look at your face? The way you are looking at me. So David's plan is that let her come home, and when he come. And have sex with his wife, then it's like the child is for Uriah. This particular tricks people have used it up to today. Up to today. Up to today. Some people, eh, if they don't repent of some things, if it lasts me to go to heaven, judgment will cut them off. I'm showing the seriousness of this matter. David sent a word to Joah. You know 
that this baby is not for this man. But you are making the man name him. Presenting it to him. First born, second born, third born, all of them are not for the man. So you sleep with the man, you go back and sleep with the same man and come back and get a child and give it to the woman. The heart of man is desperately wicked. And the thing is under the carpet. The God exposes things. Look at this. David sent a word to Joab. Send me Uriah the Hittite. So Joab sent him from above. Castle. Uriah arrived. David asked him how Joab and the army were getting along. And you see, it was very unconventional. The way the G-skin has called me, fine. He was one of his bodyguards. He was one of the guards around. Uh, how, how, and how the war was progressing. Okay. Then he told Uriah, go home and relax. Just come back tell him. David even sent a gift to Uriah after he has left the palace. But look at the guy. Committed soldier. But Uriah didn't go home. He slept that night at the palace entrance with the king's palace guards. So the security people that guard the president, he just joined them and said, well, I've come. And he joined them to guard the president. He didn't go home. His wife, from there to his wife's house, is a walking distance. He refused to go. He didn't even tell his wife he has come. The next day, they told David. When David heard that Uriah had not gone home, he summoned him and asked him, what is the matter? Why didn't you go home last night? After being away for so long. So you see his trap. Look at the commitment of the guy. Uriah replied, the ark and the armies of Israel and Judah are living in tent. Joab, my master's men, are camping at the open fields. How could I go home to wine and dine and sleep with my wife? I swear that I will never do such a thing. Loyalty. Not even pastors can have such kind of loyalty. Loyalty of a soldier. This guy said, I love the sex. I wish I can get it. But the ark and my army officers, all my friends are the field. I don't know why you call me here, but to go and sleep with my wife where my colleagues are holding the sword, I will never do it. I now understand why God punished David. Look at the next verse. Don't play games, so be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Pray and rise above the wrong foundation of your background. Especially the sexual perverseness. Sit here, you cannot count the men that have slept with you. You are prayer to pray. If you sit here, you cannot count the woman you have slept with. You have prayers to pray. I'm not even talking about when before you became born again, after you became born again. People are sitting in church, speaking in tongues. And the sexual perversions in church is making them misbehave. If you, they're not told me today, say all the people that start rebelling suddenly, most of them is connected to sexual perversion. For instance, they say, grace of my life, when you start misbehaving, it pushes you away. You can never come close to me. It's not possible. No. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, stay here today. David told him, and tomorrow you may return to the army. So Uriah stayed in Jerusalem that day and the next day. Watch this. <laughs> then David invited him to dinner. And got him drunk. So David gave him drinks to drink. So that if the guy become drunk, I'm going to sleep with his wife. But even, even then, he couldn't get Julia to go home to his wife. Again, he slept at the palace entrance with the king's palace. 
Now, what is the next plan? Plan A didn't work. Plan B didn't work. So let's see plan three. So the next month, David wrote a letter to Joab and gave it to Uriah to deliver. So that letter he was holding was his death sentence. This guy died because of sex. He has not done anything. A lawyer, that's what I'm telling you. Pray. Because there are women, if you marry them, you are not taking, you are sentenced your life. There are men you marry them, if you don't take it, you are sentenced your life. Because you see, he died because of his loyalty as a result of the beautiful woman he married. You better be prayerful. Yes, said, I told you, don't ever depend. If you marry your husband, is not prayerful. Be prayerful. If your wife is not prayerful, be prayerful. Because people that we marry, only God knows what follows them. It's different. Your spouse is not an angel. I'm telling you, you better pray. You better pray. I wish I could open your heart and put these things there. Look at this. So the next morning, the letter instructed Joab, station Uriah. This is the letter. Station Uriah. And remember, the man wrote in the letter, it's an strategist in battle. He has fought all his life. So David know how to put a soldier in a place for him to die. So it says, station Uriah on the front lines where the battle is fiercest. Then pull back so that she will be killed. Interesting letter. I always read the letter and say, it's sad that this guy never met a prophet. You should have passed through some prophetic house and meet a prophet. The prophet said, Read the letter you are holding. Simple. Sometimes you need to meet a prophet to tell you some things. Huh? So Joab assigned Uriah to a spot close to the city wall where he knew the enemy's strongest men were fighting. Innocent lawyer man. Loyal men in the church. Um, wife, form Loyal women in the church. Men go and sleep with other women, take sickness and give it to them. And clean their mouth as if nothing has happened. You better repent. Because God doesn't slumber nor sleep. I am preaching this message to somebody. Look at the way God punishes special perversions. Stealing people's wife. I've given you Pharaoh. I've given you Abimelech. Now I'm on David. This is a man after God's heart. What is your state with God? You are not after God's leg. You are not even on top of his leg. His heart. David What is this? So Joab assigned, and when the enemy soldiers came out of the city to fight, Uriah the Hittite was killed along with several other Israelite soldiers. So you see, in David trying to kill Uriah, other women also became widows because their husband was mixed. One sex is taking experienced soldiers. Who were, if you don't pray, they'll kill you before your time. You better pray. Don't buy it. You better pray. They can destroy you before your time. If you marry your wife, is not serious in the things of God. Be serious. If your husband is not serious with the things of God, be serious. Because some people, the things that follow them, if you play games with them, the Bible said he died. You read the he died was killed along with several other Israeli soldiers. It means that where they pushed the battle to at the war, it was not supposed to be there. Yes, sir. So David, one sex has killed loyal soldiers. So one sex can be committed with lives connected to the sex. Some of you, eh, you are not there yet. It's a preventive measure for where you are going. Because one day you are going to come face to face. Listen. 
Some guys here, you come face to face with Mrs. Potiphar. Mm. She will stand naked in this room and force her and say, sleep with me. Mm. And when the, when the enemy soldier came out, they killed him. Several of the soldiers died. And the Bible said, and Joab sent a battle report to David. Now, the battle report is that, you know, Joab was afraid because, listen, the instruction was that only Uriah must be killed. But now other soldiers have been killed. So Joab didn't strategize the thing well. So look at the way Joab wrote the letter. He told the messenger, he told his messenger, report all the news of the battle to the king. Because some of the soldiers, David will ask him, where is this one? Where is uh, Kenneth so? Where is Lance Coppola so? All of them, I told you, let only Uriah die. And it can cause Joab. So listen to her. But he might get angry and ask, why did the troops go so close to the city? And die because the guy is going to report about how many soldiers has died. And he said that didn't they know there will be shooting from the walls? Because Joab should know that. Joab, you have been with me for a long time. Why did you do that? Now, watch this. Wasn't Abimelech the son of Gideon killed huh? at Tebas by the woman who threw a man stone down on him from the wall? So David gave an example of one of the battle. Why would you get so close to the wall? Then tell him Uriah the Hittite to his kill too. Once you say that, she'll be okay. Because if you tell him everybody has died, then Uriah has not died, his anger will rise. So you tell him everything, but last week you see that he's charging, tell him Uriah is also there. Listen to David. So the messenger went to Jerusalem and gave a, a, a complete report to David. The enemy came out against us in an open field, he said. And as we closed them back to the city gate, what happened? The archers on the wall shot arrows at us. Some of our kinsmen were killed. Including Uriah the Hittite. Listen to David. The moment he heard it, Uriah the Hittite, look at David. Well, tell Joab not to be discouraged. David said, the soul divorced this one today and that one tomorrow. Nonsense. How can you talk like this? You people have gone to battle and come home and nobody's hair fell down. So how can you huh? fight harder next time and conquer the city? She thought he has finished with his matter. I have killed the man. Case is closed. This is the state of many people. After they kill the thing and pay bribe, they thought the case is dead. Case don't die with God. Deep down repentance and prayer. It does not die with God. Nobody can keep records than God. Be careful. When he finished, he went to the palace to take his wine. When Julia's wife heard that her husband was dead, she mourned for him in pregnancy. Pregnancy. Why no say, Oh, your bar, papa? Because when David bedroom, oh king is a privilege oh it's a privilege oh it's a privilege when the period of mourning was over David sent for her and brought her to the palace because once David 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 doesn't do that, but because of Uriah is special. Now David wants to just take care of Uriah. 
and it's in a room in the town. Oh, do you see the way the king's uh, Urias death has caused the king? He's paining the king so much, you don't know the details. When we see people crying the funeral, not because of the death. When the period of the morning was over, David sent for her and brought her to the palace. And she became one of his wives. Then she gave birth to a son. But the Lord was displeased with what David has done. <laughs> so the Lord sent Nathan the prophet to tell David the story. There were two men in the city town. One was rich and one was poor. So David and Uriah. The rich man owned a great many sheep and cattle. The poor man owned nothing but one little lamb she had bought. She raised a little lamb and it grew up with his children. It ate from the man's own plate and drank from his cup. She cuddled it. He cuddled it in his arms like a baby daughter. That is the way Bathsheba means to Uriah. One day, a guest arrived at home of the rich man. But instead of killing an animal from his own flock, the hundreds or head, he took the poor man's lamb and killed it and prepared it for his guest. How evil men think everybody is evil. David was furious. As surely as the Lord lives, he vowed any man who would do such a thing deserve to die. She vowed. And the vow is what God stood on. He must repay four lambs to the poor man for the one he has stole and for having no pity. And the prophet said, Nathan said to David, you are that man. The Lord, the God of Israel says, I anointed you king of Israel and saved you from the power of Saul. So the way Saul didn't kill you, I'm the one who saved you. You cannot escape a president in the whole army except God is on your side. So God reminded him and said, you, the army of Israel pursuing one man, I am the one, and save you from the power of Saul. Jesus Christ. I gave you your master's house, your master's wives, so all Saul's wives were given to David. Womanizing spirit. This spirit is coming from Judah. This spirit is coming from Judah. I will show you. And if that, had not, if that has not been enough, I would have given you much more. And much more. You have that prerogative. Why then have you despised the word of the Lord and done this horrible deed? For you have murdered Uriah the Hittite. So it's not the Philistines that kill him. Uriah, as far as God is concerned, it is David that kill him. So some people have died, but as a result of sexual intercourse between some people, they are responsible before God. Unless they repent. And stand strong in prayer and plead for mercy. For you have murdered Uriah the Hittite with the sword of the Ammonite and stolen his wife. Stolen wives. Remember my message. Stolen wives. Stolen wives. From this time on, your family will live by the sword. Because you have despised me by taking Uriah's wife to be your own. First judgment. This is what the word the Lord says. Because of what you have done, I will cause your own household to rebel against you. I will give your wives to another man before your very eyes. And he will go to bed with them in public view. 
God is speaking. Therefore, don't let us think sex is free. This is what David did. It might last for five minutes. The way he charged from the bathroom before his camp may be less than that. Because she watched on the bathroom uh, before. So by the time Bathsheba came, she has already charged. So maybe two minutes. Maybe 2.5. That one, this is the result of that short time sex. This is it. Hey, control your last two so that you can last. Ooh. This is what the Lord said. You did this secretly, but I will make this happen to you openly in the sight of all Israel. God, then David confessed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, yes, but the Lord has forgiven you and you won't die. So the only forgiveness is that the death sentence is taken, but the other one is in place. This is what I'm going to ask us to stand up and pray. This is what I said. There are women or men, when you marry them, you have to pray. It means that every son of David, every daughter of David, this particular Absalom guy, she came after what happened to him because he has to fulfill his father's case. She called Because you fulfill it. So, empire body This one is from Judah. Do you know what the prophet said about Judah? Malachi chapter 2 verse 11. New Living Translation. Judah slept with Bathsheba. Do you know what the prophet said about Judah? Malachi chapter 2. Judah has been unfaithful and a detestable thing has been done in Israel and in Jerusalem. The men of Judah have defied the Lord's beloved sanctuary by marrying a woman who worshipped idols. Give me the NIV version. Stay there. Judah has broken faith. Detestable thing has been has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. Judah has discredited the sanctuary. The Lord, the sanctuary the Lord lost by marrying the daughter of a foreign god. The way you are in hurry to marry, you don't care. The most serious thing in the church is where girls are bringing unbelievers. The Bible calls believers the children of the devil. So if you marry an unbeliever, you are a father-in-law to the devil. Face it. The problem is not even your mistake. Are you ready to pray and turn it? This is it. Amen. This young guy, young, innocent, handsome Absalom, just came. So all the curses that Nathan was pronouncing, Absalom fulfilled it. She died for nothing. If Absalom was prayerful, you would have escaped. <laughs> Come back to Genesis chapter 20, verse 7. New Living Translation. Let me show you something. I'm closing with that. Now return the woman to her husband, and he will pray for you. This is Abimelech, for he is a prophet. Now, if a prophet prayed for Abimelech, and Abimelech was saved, there's a prophet standing here. When I pray for you, I believe God. God will have mercy. Stand to your feet. If a prophet prayed for Abimelech and the curse was broken and his death sentence was cancelled, then there's a prophet standing here. If I pray for you, I believe God is going to turn this thing around. Now return the woman to her husband 
and she will pray for you. For he's a prophet. Then you will leave. But if you don't return her to him, you can be sure that you will. You can be sure that you and all your people will die. Your people. What has the people done? What did you do to go to what you are doing to? What is the conclusion of the matter? There is something our great-grandfathers has done that we are standing today and say that we disconnect ourselves from it. Hallelujah. Disconnect yourself. Today, it is not just disconnection of uh, prosperity and start. A spirit of immorality. This thing started with Judah. It didn't spare David. It didn't spare Absalom. It didn't spare Ammon. Oh, the wisest man who has ever lived was not spared. Women make Solomon become a fetish priest. The prophet of God. Women. In fact, they The power God put in that thing. Not even they themselves can explain. It is too much. Paul says it's a mystery. Today, make it a vow. You will never enter a woman that God doesn't see her as your wife. You will not permit a man to enter you that God doesn't see you as your husband. Make it a vow. Forget about what you have done in the past. Don't live in condemnation. We are dealing with the issue. You don't have to condemn yourself because you have already done it. But repent of it. Pray until you rise above it. Because listen, as long as you are still living the immoral life, the thing is above you. But if you rise above it, it will not control you again. Bottom line. We have more places to go. I saw some men of God in the peak one of them wrote a book. I was wrong. Thank God for restoration. In the peak of their ministry, they got trapped. Hmm. Peak. If you don't control your last, except God didn't send me, you will not last. I've given you examples in the Bible. People who did not control their last and they didn't last. David died at the age of 70. 70. Amen. By 17, I am bread. First Kings chapter 1 from verse 1. King David was now very old. No matter how many blankets cover him, he will, not, he will not keep warm. At the time they are talking, he's old. He was 70 years. That's the time Abraham was starting. Think about it. So when he wrote that, the years of men are 70. And by saying, he's the one who wrote it. Yes, he wrote by his experience. Yes, the one that came out of God's mouth is 120. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So even this one, it's not something you claim. Yes, one day I'll show you. King David was now very old. And no matter how many blankets cover him, she will not keep her. Let me show you the dangers. So his advisors, so his advisors told him, let us find a young virgin. They told him, oh, a young virgin to wait on you huh? and look after you, my Lord. She will lie on your arms and keep you warm. David could have said, look at David. He didn't object. So they searched through the land of Israel for a beautiful girl. 
And they found Abishak from Shunam, a Shunamite, and brought her to King David. The girl was very beautiful, and she looked after the king and took care. Come back to verse number three. Give me King James. I mean, can you know what I'm saying? an original translation. So they sought for a fair damsel throughout all the course of Israel. And find Abisa, the Shunammite, and brought her to the king. And the damsel was very fair and cherished the king and ministered to him. Ministration. Ministration. This one is not take it, take it, take it. It's a different ministration. Now David, David was so weak that to test David's strength, they have to bring a young girl. Sure. So Jesus, the, the elders wake up and say that, and in order for David not to die, find a girl, put it by her, and David leave. If you don't break this, even in your deathbed, one will be hanging on your. your. <laughs> so probably David doubted the abs of this girl. Abisha, beautiful girl. The, 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 the good news is that she didn't touch her. The Bible says, but he knew her not. Give me the New Living Translation. But the king has no sexual relationship with her. That is the good news. And you say he had not. After Beshiba, no, Nyako Bonka Street him. Spiritual one. David, I am bread. David, I am bread. Because David, pa, he won't spare you. Hmm. May you not be weak early. You know. Sure. There is a scripture tomorrow. I'll give it to you. The Bible says, Give not your strength to women. A sexy sex. Especially outside the married covenant. You see, there is a grace for sex in the married covenant. Once you are doing it in the context of God, there is a grace backing you. But outside the married covenant, there is no grace. And the Lord said that when you are not married and you are having sex with a woman, you are just selling your strength. These are not things you joke with. Give not thy strength to woman. No. He didn't say, give not thy strength to your wife. He said, woman. So if you see your wife and even 10 times a day, God give you grace for it. But if it's another woman, once a month, your strength is gone. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I believe, I believe that you are the son of God. That that you are the, son of God. the only way to God. The only way to God. And that you died. And that you died on the cross. On the cross. For my sins. For my sins. And rose again. And rose again. From the dead. From the dead. I give up. I give up. All rebellion. All rebellion. All sins. All sins. I submit myself to you. I submit myself to you. As my Lord. As my Lord. And my personal Savior. And my personal Savior. I confess. 
all my sins before you, especially sins of sexual perversion, in the name of Jesus, from my father's house and my mother's house, any sexual perversion, stolen wife, stolen husband, that has happened, having effect on my life, let the blood of Jesus wash me completely. I receive, I receive your forgiveness. Your forgiveness. Release, me Release me from the consequence of, of my ancestors. My ancestors sins by deceasing of my way. I forgive. I forgive all men and women who has taken advantage of me. Anybody have taken advantage of by any sexual act, I ask you to forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. In the name of Jesus, I renounce any words I have spoken in the past that is in the hands of the enemy that is using against me. I ask that the blood of Jesus will neutralize it and destroy it. Every self-imposed curse I receive total deliverance from its effects. Today, I believe that on the cross, you took yourself. You took on yourself every curse that could ever come upon me. So I ask you now to release me from every curse. Especially the curse of sexual perversion. In the name of Jesus. By faith, I receive a release from every form of sexual sins. As I lift my voice in prayer, show me anything that I need to make amendments in my life. Release grace upon my life. And after this service, may my life never be the same. Father, release your grace in abundance over my life. As I lift my voice in prayer, let me rise above them. Lift your voice and rise above your sins. We are going to pray this prayer for pray. Go to the archives. Go to our past. Go to our home. Our father's house. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703 or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.